Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. I believe we could have church if you folks would just get excited. <laughs> Man, what the praise team. I've, I've gone one week and I thought they were going to rapture. <laughs> Whew. Man, that was, that was something. Just being back in the house of the Lord and among your family, it's a great, ex- great experience. Hey, I'd like for the men of the church to join me here at the altar. Uh, and if you're a guest, please feel free to join us. We're just going to bow down before the Lord. I love Dale's announcement about the fight club. I believe men who are willing to stand in the gap we're willing to bow down before the Lord. I believe that makes all the difference in the world. If you can't make it all the way to the altar, just kneel uh, wherever you can find a place. Father, we humbly bow ourselves before you. You said, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then would you hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Lord, our land needs to be healed. Our nation needs a healing. We, we need for you to turn the tide of wickedness. We need for you, Lord, to uh, drive back the opposing powers of the enemy. And Father, we're calling upon you, the Lord our God. We're asking that, Lord, you would move, that you would bless. Lord, we pray selfishly this morning, we want you to move in this worship service. We want you to show up. Show yourself. Touch our hearts. Lord, we pray for our county that there would be a great move of God throughout this whole county. And Lord, for America, for this nation that we love so much, but we're so grieved every time we turn the news on. Oh, Father, send us a revival. We don't even know how to pray except have mercy upon us, oh God. According to your loving kindness, according to your tender mercies, have mercy upon us. And do a work. And Father, we bow before you right now. We ask for us, for this church, for our families, for this county, and for this nation. For a great work in the days to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Today's message will be the second message in a series on visitations. The Bible 
from the beginning to the end, is filled with visitations. Spiritual visitations where heaven and earth meet together, sometimes just briefly, but where heaven and earth meet and amazing things happen. Some years ago, we had a great preacher come to Wakala County and preach for us. I was very shocked when I called him and gave him the invitation, and he told me immediately, he said, if you invite me, I'll come. Dr. E.V. Hill came and preached for us here at River of Life. And I tell you, it was uh, an amazing message, but the thing that stood out most of all to me was the way he prayed before he preached. This is what he prayed, and I remember it almost verbatim. He said, Oh, Lord, please be pleased to please show up and show out. And I was amazed that he did not pray so much for himself and that God would bless him as he preached or that God would bless us, but just that God would come down, that God would move in the house, that God would show up. And his prayer that morning impacted me to the point that I started praying that way. Lord, please show up. Please do what only you can do. And, and I, I have to tell you, it made a difference in my prayer life. But the question comes, is that biblical? Is it biblical for us to pray for a visitation? Is it biblical for us to ask God to come down and to be among us, and to do what only He can do. Is it biblical for us to desire heavenly encounters on an ongoing basis? Now, that's kind of what this series is all about. And I believe the Lord, Lord blessed in the first message, I think He's going to open our eyes even today. I want to begin with one particular scripture as we think on the subject of visitations. John ten twenty seven says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. It's that first statement, my sheep hear my voice. Now, there are a lot of people who read the Bible and say, well, that applied to the biblical days, but it does not apply to our days. But the question is, are we his sheep? Yes, we are his sheep and the sheep of his pasture, right? It's what the Scripture teaches. And so Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. If you are a child of God, if I'm a child of God, then we should expect the visitation of His voice. We should expect that from time to time that God will speak to us. Now, will it be an audible voice or will it be an internal voice or will it be some other means of communication? And to answer that question, I don't know. But I know that God speaks. And I know that He said, my sheep will hear my voice. I want you to hear a testimony right now of somebody who heard the voice of the Lord. Kathy, would you come? sure if I should bat or what because like, I am one of his sheep um, I don't know how many of you work for the state here but you know how long okay. no, yeah, 
Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Okay. I don't know how many of you work for the state here, but you know how red tape is with the state. It takes forever to get through. Well, I had, I was a secretary for the state for a long, long time, about 20 years, and I was tired of being a secretary, so I was looking for alternate employment, like staff assistant would be nice or, you know, anything. Um, and I've been praying about it for quite a while, and I'm driving to work one day, and Okay, get ready for goosebumps and maybe tears. Um, I've been praying, God, put me on the path that you want me on. And so I'm driving peacefully into Tallahassee, and all of a sudden from the other side of my car, I hear a voice that says, why don't you apply for educational leave and go to nursing school? I did that same day. In six weeks, I was in school, and I was on educational leave with pay. So I know he speaks with us, and I'm glad that I followed him because I had a wonderful profession, and it was a glorious change, and I felt like I was doing a difference in somebody else's life. And I just thank him always for that. Hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. <clears throat> so, so when Kathy shared this story with me, I said, did you hear, because sometimes I hear from the Lord, don't you? I, I feel like God speaks to me, but it's not an audible voice. But I said, did you hear an audible voice? And, yes. And, and you, told me, you told me you were looking around in the car to see who I was, was in the car with you. I think yeah. he took the wheel at that point because if I hadn't wrecked, I was amazing. You know, yeah. Was like, yeah. Seriously, yeah. because I yeah. did hear an audible voice. It was on and, this side of the car on the passenger seat. So I know he was there. And I think the uh, amazing thing, which I believe is true of all visitations, when the Lord visits us, yes. he, it makes a difference. Yes. It changes us. Amen. We're yes. never the same again. No, and that's that, for sure. And that day you applied for, for the leave and enrolled in school, and your whole life has changed since then. Ever since. Yeah, yeah, praise the Lord. That is a, that's a beautiful testimony, <laughs> hearing the voice of the Lord, and quite a, quite a privilege. It was kind of scary, too. <laughs> you think? You think? <laughs> it was kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Was I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to share, before this series is over, I'll share with you a testimony of a, a man that we all know, and he was praying for God to show up. He was in a room all by himself. He was praying with God to show up, and he said, and God showed up in the room, and he said he quit praying for God to show up, and he started praying, God, please don't kill me. <laughs> please don't. Because the presence of God can be frightening. Thank you so much, sister. You did a great job. Amen. <laughs> So we should be able to expect visitations uh, when it comes to the voice of the Lord. He should visit us with his voice. But here's another area. Hebrews 13.2 says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Now, the Bible tells us, instructs us to be hospitable. That when we run into strangers... That we, we need to be nice to them. You don't want to run up with an angel in heaven and find out that you were rude to them while you were on earth. 
That would not be nice, would it? No, be hospitable. And why? Because sometimes God will send angels into your path to interact with you, and we know that from Hebrews 1.14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent out? Notice the word, sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation. If you're a born-again child of God, then you should expect that there will be times in your life when you'll be in the presence of somebody that you don't know, you've never met before, and then afterward, you may have the awareness that you were in the presence of an angel. Wade Hilden has such a story. Come and share with us, brother. Uh, sometime one side or the other of 2007, when you get older, you forget the years. But, uh, but anyway, Pastor Henry invited John Kilpatrick, uh, the uh, pastor of uh, Brownsville Assembly of God at the Brownsville Revival, to come speak at the Dome. And the message that Sunday was on the power of the spoken blessing. So after that sermon a lot of us in here were speaking blessings over our children over our graduating seniors uh, over anybody that would stand still long enough for us to to speak a blessing over them well this particular day i was in tallahassee um, and i'll preface this by saying i'm not a fan of burger king it, it's just not one of my favorite places to go but anyway, I was coming around uh, Capitol Circle Southeast there, and, uh, you know, Burger King sits right on the corner of uh, Capitol Circle and Crawfordville Highway. So this extreme urge for a Whopper, maybe even a, <laughs> a, a Whopper Junior. <laughs> Where did this come from? So I, I pull in, and... Um, walk inside, and there's this young black lady in line ahead of me, and she's trying to place her order, and the clerk could not understand with her accent what she was trying to order. So I step forward. I said, this is what she's trying to order. So I basically placed her order for her, and she politely said thank you and moved out of the way and I placed my order for the Whopper Junior. <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess we probably got our meal about the same time, got our trays and uh, there was no one else in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the restaurant. So I proceeded to sit over here and I can show you the table. And uh, She walked up and said, may I sit with you? Sure. So anyway, we ate lunch together, ex exchanged pleasantries, you know, just a, a mild conversation. And I'm sure I talked a lot about River of Life. I, I'm, I, I'm so proud of this church and where we've come and what God has done. So... Uh, Anyway, we finished our meal, and I said, may I speak a blessing over you? Yes, you may. So I did some pitiful blessing. 
I spoke over that girl. Anyway, in, in the pleasantries, I learned that she was from South Africa. She was at TCC going to nursing school. So uh, anyway, uh, when I finished my pitiful blessing over her, she said, may I speak a blessing over you? Sure. Well, after being in a spiritual stupor, overwhelmed, I guess, I, I guess you would call it a spiritual overload. I cannot tell you the blessing that she spoke. But it was, it was a spiritual overload. It was really, really something. And I'm sitting there trying to take in what just happened. And, and she leaves. So I, I got to see what kind of car she's driving. I got to see if she's walking. I got to see if she's on a bicycle. So I, I, I look, and she's gone. I go to the door, and there's no one in the parking lot. I, there's no cars leaving. There's no cars on, Alplex, on, the, on, on Crawfordville Road. There's none on, on uh, the Capitol Circle. There's no bicycles. There's no pedestrians. And then I'm really taken back. She simply disappeared. And um, since then, I have often wondered what blessing she spoke over me but I, I guess it's not for me to know but I think it's for me to walk it out there are many mysteries along the way as we serve the Lord and by the way those divine uh, moments where we feel prompted by the Holy Spirit. Those are times we definitely should respond. So there's the visitation of the voice of the Lord speaking to his children, and then there are visitations of angels. By the way, we probably have three, four, five more testimonies about encounters with angels that you're going to hear before this series is over. And then we have what uh, has become the, the focal point of this whole series. It's John fourteen twenty one. This is the theme for me. And it says, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him. And notice it says, Manifest myself to him. The NIV says, Show myself to them. And the New Living Translation says, I will reveal myself to each one of them. So we have the voice of the Lord, we have encounters with angels, and we have Jesus himself saying that I will come to you and I will manifest myself, I'll show myself to you. Now, uh, I read this last week, but the definition for visitations, at least for this study, is this, any time and in any way in which God speaks to you, gets your attention, reveals himself or his glory, illuminates his word, convicts you, gives divine direction or comfort, performs a miracle, or just shows up 
in your life. Now, this, this could come in many different forms. It could come as hearing a voice, as Kathy heard. Sometimes God speaks, and, and, and I've heard the voice of the Lord not audibly, but what I knew was the internal voice of the Lord. And, and then there's the, the voice of angels, encounters. You're going to hear some, some more amazing angel stories before this is over with. And, and then there's Jesus himself saying that I will manifest myself to you. Now, I don't know about you, but that, that kind of gets me a little bit excited. And to think about Jesus himself manifesting himself. Uh, I, I had already started preparing for this series, and a little over a month ago, I did something I rarely ever do, and that is I took a nap in the middle of the day. I was getting tired, and I thought, I'll just take about a 30-minute nap, and I took a nap. And immediately, I started dreaming. And it was a most unusual dream because I dreamed that I could see a loved one that had passed away many years ago. And I saw this family member and in my dream, I walked up to this person and I put my arms around him and he put his arms around me. And then I laid my head on his shoulders and I began to weep. I wasn't sad, but I started weeping. And for the longest time, we just held each other and I just wept. And, and then, immediately, the dream was over, and I started waking up. And somewhere between being asleep and being awake, that, that zone, I saw, as I was trying to open my eyes, I saw the face of Jesus. Now, it was like a negative. It was like a pencil drawing. It was in the distance. But just briefly, I saw the face of Jesus. And, and I have to tell you, I knew then it was a spiritual dream. And I knew then that God was bringing some comfort into my life. And, and when I think about that dream, I, I, I just rejoice inside. I, I, I know that's a small thing. But don't we want throughout the course of our lives, don't we want those times when we say, okay, God spoke to me. God revealed something to me. God showed me something. God told me something. That God was involved in it. Now, I want to ask you, isn't that what we really want? Isn't that what we really want? Do we want to just come to church and sing and hear preaching and just go through the motions? Is that what we want, or do we want a real faith in a real God who really speaks to us and really reveals Himself to us and really shows up in our lives in, in such a way at times that we're speechless? We are without words. We don't know how to explain it. And by the way, I want to tell you something, friends. If you can explain everything that's going on in your Christian life, you have a pretty dull Christian life. I don't mean to insult you. But God's bigger than what you're able to explain. And, and, and then there's this verse, Romans 11.33, and I've had this in my notes for a long time now, 
And I've, look, I, I've, I've looked forward for the moment when I can share it with you. Romans 11.33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out. I challenge you, just spend some time on that verse and meditate on it for a few weeks, and you'll begin to feel something powerful stirring in your heart and in your soul. These are the words of the Apostle Paul, believed to be one of the greatest intellectual minds of all times. This brilliant man called Paul, this this man chosen by God, was gazing into the glories of the Lord, and he just has a moment. You can read it in context. He's taken back There's spiritual overload. His brain just can't take it. And Paul comes forth with this confession. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out. I'm asking you, congregation, if God's ways are past finding out, Don't you want to experience some of those ways? Don't you want to be at the point where you you have an experience? And, And I know the Christian life is not just about experiences, but it is certainly not devoid of experiences. Don't you want to experience some things for which you say, this is beyond me. This is past finding out. I I I can't analyze this. I want, to, I want to see things. I want to experience things that can't be figured out, that the brain can't comprehend, that makes no sense on a worldly level but causes the heart to rejoice. I tell you this morning, and I believe this with all my heart, friends, when God really shows up, you can't analyze it. When God really shows up, you can't connect the dots. When God shows up, it's too complex to wrap your brain around it. It is beyond explanation. Child of God, if you walk with God, and I'm not talking about showing up at church on Sunday morning and reading your Bible every now and then and saying a prayer at the meal table. I'm talking about if you really walk with God, there will be times when you will experience what you cannot explain. You will experience what you can't explain. We're going to hear testimonies throughout this whole series where people experience things they can't explain, but they know it to be real. They know it to be true. And by the way, you should be very comfortable with experiencing things you can't explain. I'll tell you why. Because you can't even explain your own existence. Give it a shot. You can't even explain your own existence. A few years back, I read a book entitled The Language of God, written by Dr. Francis Collins. If that name sounds familiar, it's because he's the uh, director of the National Institute for Health. He also was the head of the Human Genome Project that mapped out the DNA for our species. He called it the hereditary code of life. The best part of Dr. Francis Collins is not just that he's 
one of, if not the leading geneticist in the world, but he's a Christian. And he believes that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. And he wrote a book called The Language of God. He said, everything I've learned, everything I've found out points to Jesus. These are his words. And we're talking about you trying to explain your own existence. Dr. Francis Collins says, a full description of your DNA is three billion letters long. If you were to read that code verbally, nonstop, it would take you 31 years just to read your own DNA code. If you were to print this code out on regular typing paper and stack them one on top of the other, you'd have a tower as high as the Washington Monument. In each cell of your body, there is a blueprint of your makeup that's so big, so large, so vast, that you'd spend half of your life just reading it. The psalmist was right when he said, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. You know what? I, I'm serious. I've been praying a lot about this. I don't want you to walk out of here today and say, man, that was a great message. I want you to walk out of here today and through this series and say, I won't be satisfied until God is showing up in my life. I won't be satisfied until some things are happening in my life, in my marriage, in my home, and in my church for which the only explanation is God and I can't wrap my brain around it except that God's doing something. So let me read a story to you. I was 16 years old driving around in my husband's, at that time my boyfriend's, 94 T-top Camara without a care in the world. I was turning off of Georgia Street on the Miccosukee Road um, right on the side of Leon High School, turning left, and because of some shrubs, I couldn't see the van coming toward me. The next thing I remember was a really loud sound of impact and then opening my eyes and staring into the face of the most beautiful woman I have ever seen in my entire life. She was just breathtaking. She didn't say anything to me, but I just remember feeling more at peace than I'd ever felt in my short 16 years of life. I just lay there for what felt like forever until I was interrupted by the sound of a horn blaring continuously. It was the horn of the Camara that I was driving smashed up against a light pole. And at that moment, I realized I was lying smack in the middle of Miccosukee Road. I quickly jumped up and ran to the sidewalk and buried my face into my knees and began to cry. Then I thought about the beautiful woman who had just been hovering over me because I wanted to continue to feel the comfort she gave me. And when I looked up to find her, she was gone. I started asking people that had gathered around me where she went. No one knew who I was referring to. They promised me I was lying in the road with no one around me until I got up and ran to the sidewalk. At that moment, I knew I had encountered an angel. I knew what I saw, and no one was going to change my mind. 
I didn't grow up in a home where we went to church and I always sort of believed in God because an aunt that always had faith. But from that day forward, I knew he was real. I knew he had sent an angel to keep me safe that day. I was told a few days later the principal had spoken over the intercom at Leon that day about my wreck and everyone assumed the person in the accident had been severely injured because of the condition of the car. And had I been in it when it hit the pole, I may have very well been really hurt. But I walked away with road rash and some soreness, and I walked away with my faith that day. That's Shelby Hart's story. Shelby, will you stand up? Yeah. Yeah. When God shows up, it changes everything. Yes. Would you like to say a word? I'll come to you with a mic. Okay, here. Yeah. All right. All right. I don't speak well in front of other people. Okay. But I tell you, I remember getting to the hospital, and I just kept talking about that woman and talk, kept talking about that woman, and everybody thought I was crazy. But I know what I saw that day. Yeah. And that day forward, I knew that God was real. Amen. Amen. I knew. Yeah. And the fact that you're here today, yeah. a member of this church, serving the Lord. Yes. <laughs> Not perfect. No. None of no. us are. Not but perfect. serving the Lord. Yeah. When God shows up, yeah. it, it changes things. It does. It really does. It does. Yeah. God bless you, you, sister. Thank you so much. Now, as we go through this series, you'll hear many, you'll hear, you'll hear many testimonies like that one. But I want to share this with you. You'll never hear a story from this pulpit that will satisfy your soul. Oh, you'll hear some stories that'll bless you, but you'll never hear one that'll satisfy your soul. You know why? Because the only thing that'll satisfy you is your own experience. The only thing that'll satisfy you is your own visitation. You, you have to have your own encounter. And, and I tell you something, you need your own visitation, and it all begins with the visitation of salvation. I'm not saying it can't happen before that, but I'm telling you it is set in motion. The visitation of salvation. Listen to John 14, 23. Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. That's the visitation you want. That's the visitation where God gets your attention, where you ask him to forgive you, where you put your old life behind you and you start living for the Lord. And he said, I will come and make, we will come and make our home with him. I want to encourage you today if all this sounds kind of strange to you and nothing like this has ever happened to you, that's okay. I'm going to deal with doubt before the series is over. By the way, some of the greatest characters in the Bible doubted, but their doubt was a genuine doubt, and God would take them through that doubt, and they would experience the presence of God. 
But if you're here and you've never experienced anything like this, maybe today you'd say, Lord, please forgive me. Lord, I'm tired of business as usual. I'm tired of the same old, same old. I want to know you, the true and living God. And you can be saved today. You can be saved today. But if you know you're saved, if you know that you've been born again, and you have a desire to have experiences like this, and i got to tell you, I do. I do. I'm, I'm being nicer to strangers than I've ever been in my whole life. I'm not taking any more chances. And uh, but then here's what you need to do. Let's, let's, be, let's go right back to the Scriptures. Here's what you need to do. He that has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. So let's just take that verse just for a second. If you know you've been saved and you want a closer walk with God, an intimate walk, a walk where, where heaven and earth just keeps brushing up against each other and there's divine intervention and you're experiencing things that you can't explain in the natural. If that's what you want, and I believe it is what you want, and I know it's what I want, then I'm going to give you some instructions here today. Pick up your Bible. Start reading your Bible. There is no sermon that can preach you into that walk. There are sermons that can encourage you. God can use a sermon to convict you. He can use a sermon to point things out in your life. But in order to have that kind of walk, you have to pick your own Bible up. You have to start reading your own Bible. You have to read your Bible. And if you really read your Bible and you read it with an open heart, you'll start repenting of your sins. Because when you really read it, it starts convicting you. And since there's none righteous, and since all we like sheep have gone astray, and since we've all done that which was right in our own eyes, the, the Bible's full of these kind of statements. When we really start reading the Bible, it convicts us. Pick up your Bible, start reading your Bible, and start repenting of your sins. Daily repenting. And then don't just stop with repentance. Start obeying. Read your Bible and repent. Read your Bible and obey. Read your Bible and start loving the Lord with daily obedience. And listen to me. When you do that, then I promise you, I base this on the Word of God. When you do that, you will start having visitations. I will manifest myself to them. Now, God's too big to put in a box. So I can't tell you how your visitations will play out. But I can tell you this morning that if you will take your Bible and read it under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, repent of your sins and start walking in obedience and make that a daily obedience, then somehow, some way, God will begin to talk to you. Somehow, some way, God will begin to show up in your life in ways you can't even imagine. And when He does, you will know it's the Lord. You'll know it's the Lord. And I close with this. I've already said it a couple times. But when you receive a visitation from the Lord, it changes everything. 
You don't just keep on going like you were going. It changes you. Are you hungry for encounters with the Lord, for the face of the Lord? Now, I've told you this before in the first, first message is this. It is a wicked and perverse generation that seeks after a sign. If you're looking for a sign for God to perform a miracle or a sign in order for you to believe, the Bible says that's a wicked and perverse generation. But if you're a born-again, blood-bought child of God and you're hungry for close encounters with the God you love, oh, that's not wicked. That's a holy generation. That's a holy generation that says, Lord, I want more, more, more of you. Would you bow with me in prayer? Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.